Hi, everybody. It's Pete Werner coming to you from our studio here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, for the last six and a half years, I've had a countless number of our listeners tell me that they would love nothing more than to get a chance to sit in the studio while we recorded a show. Well, here's your chance. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're watching the video edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to a sneak peek of the video edition of the Diz Unplugged from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Corey Martin, Julie Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Of course, back on the controls, Dustin West. And as I said, this is a sneak peek of our, our video edition, and uh, we have here the original five uh, members of the uh, roundtable, minus, of course, Bob Varley, who is always here with us in spirit, and uh, I will tell you that if Bob were here right now, he would be going out of his mind. Uh, this was something that he always wanted to do. He actually envisioned doing something like this long before we even started the podcast. If Bob were here, we'd have hair and makeup. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that. Um, so uh, this is something that we have been working on for a while now. And uh, we are finally ready to announce it. And you may hear some background noise, uh, meaning the uh, neighbor's dogs, that for whatever reason, we don't have a problem with them during most shows. But of course, we're doing this, and they're back there barking. And uh, she's not home. She leaves her dogs out. And uh, soon I will name her and uh, let her be mocked publicly for doing that. You know, since this is the first time we're recording, I'm like being videoed I'm wondering if we're just gonna watch this three years from now like we listened to that first show we did yeah just oh look at us we were so uncomfortable why are you uncomfortable I'm not uncomfortable well no it's just we're used to being videoed but at live recordings not in the in the studio right. it's kind of interesting not so close up yeah. we're sitting in different <laughs> spots we're sort of positioned a little different than yeah. usual but this is like those people who had a problem when high definition came in <laughs> really and, and this is this is actually going to be in high def. Is it really? Oh yeah. I'm so glad I'm growing a second mole on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Every imperfection will be seen by everyone. Exactly. But uh, uh, I want to go over some of the highlights of what we'll be doing uh, with the video show. First of all, the first one of these uh, will be going up on February 5th. That's a Tuesday, and the reason it will be going up on February 5th, a Tuesday, is because we're going to be streaming these live via live stream. Let me switch to that. I'm not ready. I'm still getting used to all this. Um, live as in unedited. Live as in unedited. Uh, we will be coming uh, through live stream on disunplugged.com. You just go to disunplugged.com. There'll be a player there on the homepage, and you'll be able to watch our show being recorded live. Let's take a vote. Who's going to have trouble with the live recording? <laughs> Should we just all point fingers? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but uh, there was something that we kind of debated back and forth, and we thought that we have the ability to do it. Uh, we've been doing some testing with it. It's working really well. I say that now. You watch the you know, February 5th, it, it won't work. But yeah, we're going to be doing, we're going to be uh, streaming the show live. And uh, 
So we're kind of kind of excited about that. We're also going to be able to bring in uh, special guests via Skype or via video Skype. Like right now, we have Tom Bell. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Pete? Good. Tom, of course, host of the Dis Unplugged Disneyland edition, which is not uh, ready for video yet. Are you, Tom? <laughs> but uh, it's like not being ready for prime time. Yeah, no, we, we can't see each other when we record, and we kind of like it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Makes um, us nervous to see each other. Now, Tom, you just got done uh, filming some stuff with Disney uh, for the holidays. That uh, Yeah, I was down there, and I got to film an interview with Santa Claus up on the roof of Elias and Company Department Store, which was kind of fun. That was I also cool. got to talk to Mater, which was kind of awkward. That uh, yeah, was a little awkward, to, yeah. Talk a little bit about the Buena Vista Street and listen to the new uh, Buena Vista Street community bell ringers, which was kind of fun. It was yeah, it was cool. You had some uh, had some great uh, videos uh, made for that. And uh, now this is of course um, Cars Land's first Christmas, so to speak. Yes. How did everything look? I'm sorry. Say again. How did everything look in Cars Land for Christmas? This is the first oh, year they're doing it. Cars Land's awesome. Um, each each character in Cars and has their own special Christmas tree. Uh, Flows is basically a can of oil, a stack of oil cans. Uh, Luigi's Flying Tires, they just kind of decorated their stack of, of tires with horrible garland and, and lights. Um, cozy Cone has a stack of cozy orange cones shaped like a Christmas tree. It's all it's all Car related, the the garland that goes across the street is oil, um, yeah, oil air filters, different shaped air filters with a big, huge wreath that's a white wall tire. Nice, it's really cool. Uh, Nancy did a show a couple weeks ago and talked about everything in Cars Land, so go back and listen to that, it's really great. And of course, you can check out uh, Tom and the rest of the team on the Dis Unplugged Disneyland edition. You can subscribe to them on iTunes and uh, check them out on the show notes page, podcast.wwinfo.com. You can also check out the videos that uh, we were talking about that Tom did on our YouTube page. And uh, you can see Tom's uncomfortable, awkward interview with Mater, Santa Mater. And uh, yeah, that was uh, the audio coming from that was uh, Mater's audio was like terrible. I, I, I couldn't stand to watch it yet, so. It was just weird because, not to ruin the magic, but um, Mater doesn't talk live, so you got to ask certain questions. Oh, so you, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, really, why? They, they they've done the interactive character thing before. I wonder why they didn't do that with. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. With that, I was wondering. I'm like, you know, Mater get hit in the head or something. Uh, you know, yeah. He's like kind of not answering your questions, and then he is. It's weird. But, all right, Tom, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Just sh- kind of showing off the uh, video Skype uh, capability that we'll be using as we, as we do these shows. Um, one of the other things uh, we're looking forward to is going to be being able to bring in video segments from special events that we do. Uh, for example, we just did the grand opening of the new Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom. So we've got a little little bit of something to show you from that. Hi everyone, I'm Corey from the Diz Unplugged, and welcome to the new Fantasyland. One thing 
thing about Disney events, it's not only the drinking, it's not about the atmosphere, it's the food. I think I've already had my weight in lobster, shrimp, and scallops. And I'm not done yet. I'm going back. This is the tuna I had at lunch that day, and it was awesome. Oh, they're gonna have to wheel me out of this event. I've loved dragons all my life. Are you kidding? That was that was incredible. And listen, it's the first time I've seen him. I was excited. First time you've seen him. Really? Absolutely. Are you kidding? He shot fire. I've been chasing this guy for like months. That was awesome. Months, months, months. party and I'm picking up where I left off last night I'm still eating I'll probably eat my weight in beef tenderloin lamb chops some grilled asparagus and some potatoes so hopefully I don't get too full to ride the ride but I'm still doing it regardless So uh, we're also going to add uh, another dimension uh, to our shows. And uh, while we're recording the live uh, broadcast, we're going to be able to take your comments and questions via our Diz Unplugged Twitter feed and uh, be able to kind of hear what you have to say and uh, respond to you if we want to, <laughs> which sometimes we will and sometimes we won't. But uh, we're very excited about this. This has been, like I said, this is something we've been working on for a while. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we really wanted to uh, make it, make it special, make it a little different and still keep our show intact and then be able to bring this element into it. And I think it's going to be cool. I think doing them live is going to be uh, challenging and fun. And like you said, yes, I'm the one that's going to have yeah. the problem. So that is what's coming up. Starting in our on our February fifth on February fifth the live stream, and uh, of course February sixth 
the regular show goes up. And I just want to make a point of letting everyone know that nothing is changing with our audio show. That's still going to go up just the way it always has. This is just something we're doing in addition to that. So uh, the live stream of the show, February 5th, disunplugged.com at 1 p.m. And I hope you're as excited about that as we are. So with all that said, let's get started with our show. Please join me in welcoming to the stage our team, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, John Magi, and Kevin Close. And oh yeah, me. Thanks, people. Have to get our Madonna headsets on. Did you enjoy that? (laughs) I am so excited that we're going to be doing the shows like that. These guys are nervous as could be because they know me. If you guys could see what I say, really, yeah, on the show. So I'm going to have to. uh, I'm going to have to practice some restraint. Once we're streaming live, but welcome everybody uh, to Podcast Cruise 4.0, our fourth one. And our first seven night uh, podcast cruise, I think this is the wave of the future for our podcast cruises, just not the Western Caribbean. I would just rather do Eastern. I would just rather do Eastern. This is my third Western this year, and I'm so over Mexico, I can't begin to tell you. Um, but uh, really, uh, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. Again, another phenomenal job done by John and his team. Thank you very much. Thank you. As always. Um, what do we have for housekeeping? I know we have a few uh, housekeeping yeah, a couple things I just want to make sure people are aware of. If you're riding the Diz Dreams transportation back to either the resort or the airport, um, we're going to board the buses at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. So make, please make sure you're outside mm. and ready to go at 9 o'clock. Um, we're going to be in the location usually where the buses drop you off, which is the outside of the fence. But Kevin will be posi- positioned outside the terminal to help people along, and then Kathleen and I will be at the buses to make sure everybody gets on. In your Disney point. Um, do you want to do that? I can. Okay. I want to say some thank yous. Uh, first, uh, to Leah Zanola, our senior editor on the Diz, um, who does such a fantastic job. She's a one-woman show keeping that <laughs> content up to date. She does such a great job. Her and her family are here. I want to make sure we say thank you to her. We also want to thank uh, Katie Whirling, um, and uh, William Rubenstein and my stuff is falling apart here. Um, okay, not my stuff, their stuff. But I think know. the Flatties undid this. Oh, creepy. Okay. <laughs> my skirt fell. Uh-oh. I hate when that happens. Uh, but again, Katie Whirling, um, Kathy. This is Kathy's daughter, of course. Every event we have, she's always there to help. She's just the sweetest thing going. She was fanning us earlier. Yeah, she was literally, because it was like really warm in here as we were getting set up, and she was up here fanning us, and she's not up here fanning me now. I was just saying, tell her she could stop. Yeah, really. Uh, William uh, Rubenstein, William, there's William over there. 
um, been helping us out at events along with uh, Roger and Kathy who've been working the doors for us. I want to thank them all for helping us out. But I, I, as I do on every one of these, I have to say a very, very, very special thank you to David Gadsden, the group's coordinator from Disney Cruise Line who works with us putting this together. I have to tell you... It is such a pleasure working with him. He is on top of everything for us. Anything we need uh, really has come to understand our groups, and he makes these he makes these events so much easier than they would be otherwise. Um, we thank you from the bottom of our heart. You make these really special for us, David. Thank you so much. Thank you. Come on, give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Come on. I also want to say a special thank you to Greg Seaman, who has a, uh, a blog, the Sentosa Theme Park blog. Uh, Greg comes to these from Singapore. And uh, Greg uh, covers uh, Universal in Singapore. And uh, his blog is about that. His YouTube channel is about that. He made a very generous donation to Give Kids the World from the uh, income he gets from his YouTube channel. And I just wanted to say thank you very much for that, Greg. Um, we're going to have a link. We're going to have a link on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, both to his blog and to his YouTube page. Uh, go check out some of his, uh, his entries and his videos. We really appreciate that generosity. That was very sweet. So that's what I've got. Excellent. I have some thank yous as well. Um, we did something different this cruise. We wanted you all to, to participate and help us create the itinerary and what was going to happen. And uh, several of you stepped up and really made this a very special cruise. Uh, I want to thank Yvette for doing podcast bingo. Even though no one understood a word she said, it was, it was great. Well, no, Emil was there to translate <laughs> from event to English, yeah. Jennifer George <laughs> did the uh, cabin crawl. Uh, I wasn't there for that. I heard people had a lot of fun. Carol Bowling, who organized our listener meet. Excellent job. Thank you, Carol. Um, we have also Carol and Toby Gerber did Bunko one morning. And Laura Emmel did our pin trading meet, which was... That was fun. Very much great fun. Christy Nasworthy uh, organized our Adventures by Disney meet. Uh, Kathy and Teresa did a fantastic job with the Flatties. Yeah. Their meet was very <laughs> successful. And then Tracy did our rebooking seminar, which was a lot of fun. So you guys really helped me make this a great cruise for everybody. So I thank you very much. Awesome. Anything else? Housekeeping. 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 No? All right. Let's, uh, excuse me for a second. <coughs> I'm actually, of all the mornings of the cruise, this was the morning I woke up with a head cold. So, yeah. Dustin, enjoy using this mic. Um... <laughs> But uh, let, let's go ahead and, uh, and do our, our rapid fires. I'd actually like to go first, okay. if I could. Um, right before, you guys have seen me walking around with my new camera uh, on the cruise. The Nikon D600, I bought the, the day before uh, we got on the cruise. Dustin needed something from Best Buy, and I walked out with that. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
the lenses that I had for it were for were, 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 didn't take full advantage of this is a full frame DSLR means I can get some amazing pictures out of it but the lenses I had weren't compatible with that I could still use them but it just cropped the pictures and I really you know I really wanted to like you know get some new lenses so I looked up online before we got to Grand Cayman and sure enough there was a camera store in, in Grand Cayman, and it was Mom, Dustin, and I, and it wasn't too far from the port, and we started walking, couldn't find it. That's because it had closed. It no longer existed. So we said, okay, well, whatever. You know, I'll just wait till I get home. We went and we had uh, lunch in this cute little restaurant uh, right, on the, right on the beach in Grand Cayman. And we asked the, the server, did he know of a camera store somewhere nearby? And... He said, well, there is one, but it's about a 10 or 15 minute walk up the road. Uh, you know, there were no cabs there. We were kind of far away from the port. So I had mom with me, but she was like, you know, God bless her. Um, she's like, oh, I feel good. You know, we can go for a walk. What I didn't realize were there were no sidewalks in Grand Cayman. So the three of us walking single file up the road, like refugees fleeing a burning village. <laughs> Trying to find Sunset House was the name of it. And let me bring it up here. I think I can do a full screen. And Sunset House is, uh, it's like a, a, a motel, a hotel that specializes in doing uh, like scuba tours, uh, photo scuba tours. And in the lobby of the hotel, they have this little camera shop. And I walk in, these two really sweet young girls were in there, and I'm like, okay, well, they're not going to know an awful lot about this. And I don't really know that much either. I'm still learning. But I said, you know, I just got this camera, and you know, do you have any lenses for it? Well, this girl knew everything there was to know about my camera, about any camera, about the lenses. I learned more in that five minutes than I think I've learned in the last year about uh, my camera. And I ended up walking out with two great lenses for my camera. So I wanted to make Sunset House and Grand Cayman my rapid fire. They were really helpful, and they even called a cab for us to send us back to the port um, because I think my, you know, my, my, my mom, God bless her, we were, I wasn't walking back. I know she wasn't walking back. Um, they were really great, and so I thought I would make Sunset House. And they're awesome, awesome staff of camera experts. My rapid fire. That's a lot. Kevin, what do you have? My rapid fire is about uh, Remy Brunch. If you haven't tried it, you should. We tried it the last cruise, Podcast Cruise 3.0, and at that point, for every course you had, you got a glass of champagne. Well, I don't drink, so I came out of brunch positively toasted. <laughs> and then I had to go to the Diz Unplugged uh, auction, and Teresa yelled at me and poked me in the chest and told me I wasn't doing things the right way. <laughs> <laughs> this time we went, and now what they're doing is, if you want to add the champagne matching, that's an extra thing. But it's uh, four courses, and one of the courses they told us when we sat down, we were going to get lentils, mustard foam, and a, hard, a soft-boiled egg, and I thought, doesn't that sound good? <laughs> <laughs> However, I, I think if they had turned their head, I would have licked the plate. It was that good. So if you haven't tried it, next cruise. Is it too you, late? Well, because they've all rebooked, <laughs> right? Yeah. You've all rebooked, right? Yeah. 
Tracy's down here. <laughs> <laughs> Try it on your next cruise. Remy Brunch, it's amazing. You, it's, you think you're never going to get full because they bring you out tiny bites of food, but somehow it all works. It's one of the most amazing things on the cruise. Give it a shot. And can I also say <clears throat> that <clears throat> I don't know about anybody else. My experience in the dining rooms has been incredible. The food has yeah. been awesome. Yeah. I've had Service. escargot for dessert every night. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Yeah. There's a couple of people out here who can't agree with us. But I think for the most part, people are... Um, I think the... Okay. Care of us. Good, good. Yeah. I think the uh, the food on this ship seemed to be much better than the dream. Than on the dream. And the no, I, I I thought the, the food on the dream was much better. I think the food on the dream and the and the fantasy are much better than they are on the magic and the wonder. But that's why I said to somebody yesterday, really send people over to the magic and the wonder and help them. They need help. But uh, no, this has been this has been superb. This has been absolutely superb. So thank you, Kevin. John. Um, my rapid fire is. Uh, Always a few weeks before we do one of these cruises, I get a little crazy. A little. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Let her ears. So, one of the things that happens is right before the cruise, we print out the manifest of who's coming. And I started to get really excited because there's a lot of people on this cruise I really like a lot. So, I was very excited. I told Kevin, I can't believe that we're going on this cruise. Look who's going with us. Um, two of our very good friends are traveling with us, and it's Roger and Kathy, who we mentioned in uh, our thank yous. Good friends of ours, and also always a, a big help. I think Roger might have had a head injury this cruise. We get upstairs, and we're having dinner, and we're talking about where we've eaten already, and he said, oh, I had a great meal. It was an animator's cabin. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this vision of Kathy turning on cartoons and ordering room service <laughs> and telling him he was in a really nice restaurant. <laughs> and I just imagine that the next night was probably on Enchanted Balcony. That's where I've Thank you, John. Corey. I want to encourage everybody after this cruise to go in and put your stateroom reports on the Diz. Um, firsthand, we were on deck 10 mid, and it sounds like there's a basketball game happening every night. So it was, a, it, was, it was a mission for me to find out what was above our room on deck 11. Wasn't a basketball court, wasn't even a dance floor, it was the drink stations. <laughs> Apparently, people are really excited to get drinks. <laughs> They run. So they're they jumping jump. they and skip. clapping, but it's 24 hours a day. So I should have looked at this before. I, I chose the room. It was, wasn't Tracy's fault. Yeah. It was my fault. Um, but I, I encourage everybody to, uh, to go. I'm so glad I have someone to blame that on. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that anytime someone flushes a toilet in their room, it goes right over our head. <laughs> I, and I don't like to complain because Disney cruises are fabulous. We always have a great time. But I told him, I said, I want to go and strangle whoever is running above our room. Because it's like 1 a.m. So it was probably a challenge. Well, they pick up the chairs, so you hear everything. So it's nice to have a room above you. And if not, you don't have a choice, bring earplugs. Yeah. So, uh, another highlight uh, has been Ferris has <coughs> really enjoyed taking his clothes off everywhere. Like father, like son. Whether, <laughs> um, I actually think he gets it from me. <laughs> oh. 
So the see dining is just his family. Second dining. I see that. I'm telling you. Little Newt Ferris. So we, I think his, uh, his new favorite character is uh, Chippendale. So, yeah. uh, don't, don't encourage him. <laughs> We're not joking. We picked him up from the nursery and he was shirtless. And she said, I kept putting it back on, but he kept taking it back off and he would go and throw it over the gate that separates the entrance from the main nursery area and be like, ha, 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 now you have to go get it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for me. All right, thank you, Corey. Julie? Okay, well, mine's about nursery etiquette somewhat, and mainly for the parent who is not signing the child in or out. Um, Don't go to the gate and wave to your children before they are allowed to come out. Because if you do that, Corey, they stand there and they scream and they cry because they can't get to you until, you know, they swipe your card, they ask for your password, get everything signed out, and then they will release the children. So for 10 minutes, I'm looking at them like they're in prison. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to get you. It's okay. Hurry, Julie. We're going to get you. It's fine. Hurry, Julie. We had this problem on the last cruise, and I told him, I'm like, don't go to the gate. And sure enough, he did. So after that first time, now he stands in the little mirror that's one way and just watches them. That's great. And once he gets the okay, he goes to the gate. (laughs) So that's hashtag naked crying Ferris. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look who's on Twitter now. John has nine followers more than me. I want to know why. He knows how to use hashtags. I I actually think he's making up accounts. (laughs) Just saying. Oh, there's so much I could do with this right now, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Hashtags. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you can follow all of us, I think. Well, no. Julie's not on. I don't Twitter. Yeah, she doesn't. She's not a twit. The rest of us are twits. Uh, on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. He Foursquares. Foursquare. I don't even know. Corey's got a gun to my head. Start using this stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so John's on Twitter. It is a sign that the world will end on the 23rd of December. <laughs> but uh, I, I got to tell you, this, this has really been, uh, I mean, they're all, they're all great cruises. I love doing this seven-night itinerary. It's been awesome. I really do. Not the Western, but I love being on the ship for seven days. Uh, it's been, it really has been. We're able yeah. to relax. A lot better. Relax, we, are, yeah. we are going to do Podcast Cruise 5.0 in 2014. Uh, it will be a seven night. We don't know exactly when uh, yet, but there will be a 5.0. There will be a 5.0 in 2014. <laughs> Should it be mandatory that on all seven-day cruises, like right after the boat drill, there's an elevator etiquette class for people? Yes. You can help teach it. Okay, yeah. You can't get on the elevator until everybody else gets off. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And yield to strollers, wheelchairs, and ECVs. Did I say that right? Or EVCs? Whatever. ECVs, Bob. One of the other highlights of this cruise certainly was yesterday with that amazing presentation that was given by our special guest, Dave Smith. And uh, we'd like to invite Dave to come up and talk to us for a few minutes, if you would, Dave. Dave Smith, everybody. 
caught on something. There you go. It only hurts for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually just sucking all your brain waves out. I'm pretty so sure all I the secrets it. of the archives are mine. Are mine. Well, welcome, Dave. Thank you again Thank you. for uh, coming on board and uh, doing that that presentation. Um, one of the th- what for you? What is what is your prize? The prize piece that you have in the archives. The things I like the most in the archives are the things related to Walt Disney himself because these are the types of things that most collectors can't expect or hope to have in their own collections. And uh, so if I had to narrow it down to one piece, uh, we have a postcard that Walt wrote to his mother uh, in 1917 when he was 15 years old She's over in St. Louis taking care of her brother who's ill. And uh, Walt writes and says uh, he got 100 in his grammar that day. (laughs) Up in the corner of the page uh, of the postcard, he's written, P.S. 10 below here. And you turn the postcard over and he's done a drawing of a man in an overcoat looking up on the wall to a thermometer and seeing the 10 below flashing. And (laughs) it's an amazing drawing. And a lot of people have said that Walt was not an accomplished artist, but you see a drawing like this by a 15-year-old, he had art talent. How much more do you have to do in your career to be considered accomplished? (laughs) You know. Um, you know, you talk about uh, things collectors have in there, you know, things collectors can't get. Are there occasions where collectors find things and they offer them to the archives? Or um, do collectors just pretty much kind of... Uh, have there been things in, in private collections that you've wanted to get your hands on and couldn't? Well, let me say that the answer to that question has changed drastically over the last 40 years. Um, that one of the biggest changes, of course, was the advent of eBay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other big change was the advent of price guides to Disneyana. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that time, you could go to a flea market and you could get real bargains, uh, like eighteen dollars for that Donald like Duck. Eighteen dollars for that nineteen thirty-four <laughs> Donald Duck, um, but. After the price guides and eBay came along, people became aware of what values things had. And so it was very difficult from then on to ever find a bargain. So Disney is outbidding me on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Is Disney buying things on eBay or are they... I wasn't aware of that. Uh, Corey's making assumptions. Even in the early days, uh, um, we weren't doing a lot of buying because we didn't want to compete with the collectors, but um, I'd go out to the flea markets and and antique toy shows and things like that and and find a few pieces to put in the archives. Um, We don't search eBay uh, uh, to look for things to buy. However... If there is something specific we're looking for, we might look there. Mm-hmm. We had a chance to uh, to visit the Disney Family Family Museum, 
and we were impressed with how much ephemera there was out there. Did Walt have some kind of foresight to, to keep this stuff, or was he just a hoarder? <laughs> Beep. Beep. He's a hoarder. I think he was just a hoarder, and I don't know if it was <laughs> as much he himself, uh, but his family. Um, most of the things that are in the family museum are actually the property of the family. Um, they have gone onto eBay, and you may you may be bidding against them, <laughs> okay? Because uh, uh, they have quite a bit of money, and uh, uh, they're able to spend uh, uh, a lot of money for the things that they really want. So I, I don't know specifically what they've acquired on eBay, but I do know that they, they do uh, some buying there. There's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of uh, strange documentation that was kept. And it almost, maybe there was a warehouse he kept it in. Did you guys stumble across any kind of jackpot of stored items? <laughs> you know, like Tutankhamun's tomb. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the family, which, uh, the family company was Retlaw which is Walter spelled backwards. And they had an office and they had a, a, a warehouse. And uh, at some point in the past, um, someone stole a box of material out of that warehouse. And practically every one of the uh, Walt Disney checks that you see for sale wow. or the Walt Disney docu signed documents that you see for sale came out of that box. Wow. Is there ever the possibility that the archives will become a museum? Bob Iger, uh, head of the Walt Disney Company, has, has said publicly that uh, it would be nice if the company had a museum someday. Um, in the early days of the archives, we certainly did not consider ourselves a museum. and In fact, that was not part of our reason for being at all. Um, we weren't collecting a lot of museum objects. People were coming to the archives to get information. Um, however, uh, in the last uh, five or six years, um, after Bob Iger said uh, it would be nice to do a museum someday, they decided uh, maybe they'd better start uh, collecting some, some actual museum objects. So. Uh, that's when they started uh, being much more diligent in collecting uh, props and costumes from the current films that were being made. Uh, so that uh, uh, created a need for space and we had to add a couple of warehouses <laughs> at that time. We had uh, uh, two things happen during that period. The Disney Studio shut down their prop department. And they gave the archives the opportunity to go in there first and pick out anything that we wanted that we recognized as being from a Disney film. And uh, we must have spent a month going through that prop department, uh, selecting things for our collection. At the same time, the company decided to shut down the wardrobe department, the costume department. Um, so again, we had permission to go in and select any of the costumes we wanted. After we'd done that, 
they changed their mind and did not shut down the costume. <laughs> but by then, we had what we wanted out of there. <laughs> so uh, the collection has grown a lot in museum objects in the, in the last six or seven years. Now, Dave, how many books have you written? Uh, the current book, uh, Disney Trivia from the Vault, I believe is the ninth. Nine books. Wow. Now, that's counting three different editions of Disney A to Z. Which is tough to find sometimes. I know, and we're hoping someday that uh, uh, we'll get an electronic edition of Disney A to Z out Mm. there. I actually have it on my computer, and so... Can I have it? (laughs) The day that that someone is is willing to... uh, uh, publish it. Uh, uh, it will be available. I'll, I'll publish it. <laughs> <laughs> it has been. Uh, it's been great uh, having you with us uh, both uh, this time and uh, back in July. Uh, Dave uh, very generously sat for lunch with our ABD group at the backstage magic trip, which was awesome. Getting a chance to hear about the history that's in the archives. The history that Dave preserved, the reason that it's there, is because Dave worked so hard to preserve it. On behalf of all Disney fans, thank you for doing that. We really do appreciate it. Now, we are going to... We're going to take a 15-20 minute break, come back with the rest of the team, and another announcement. We ain't done yet. (laughs) so again thank you very much Dave Smith thanks everybody we'll see you back here in 20 minutes welcome back to the second half of our show now since we started the show in 2006 we've had some very talented people join the team each of them has brought something unique and I couldn't be happier to have them as part of, of the show and of course I'm talking about Teresa Eccles Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, and Sean Thompson, and of course Dustin West, who uh, is perpetually back on the controls, it seems. Now, Teresa was the first member of the team to bring the mommy voice, so to speak, to the table. She's been able to give us the perspective of uh, experiencing the parks with kids in all age groups. Uh, Stella, uh, from the time she was a toddler, um, then Grace, of course, into the teenage years, and, and Max now as a young adult. Uh, and of course, her personality and enthusiasm are boundless, as are her tears. Um, she has been an amazing addition to the show. There's no question about it. And she's also turned out to be a wonderful Dreams Unlimited travel agent. I got to make sure I get that little plug. Oh, she's yeah. starting to tear up already. I, I am she's, not. She My is. glasses are foggy. <laughs> starting to tear up already. Um, Didn't expect that. You know, Kathy Whirling uh, is the, the, the best phrase to use for Kathy is super fan. Uh, she loves everything and anything Disney, and that passion just comes out of her. It doesn't matter what segment she's doing, what show she's on, what the discussion is. You can just see that passion uh, come out of her. You said and, that much nicer than I would. I would have said Disney geek. Uh, I think you're a super fan. I think you're a super fan. Um, and, and, you know, that, that has, you know, because some of the rest of us maybe are a little, I don't know, jaded. Um, and you're not. You're not. No matter what your experiences with Disney have been, there's never been that, that jaded edge to you. You just have that, that, that enthusiasm, that super fan enthusiasm, which is such a great addition and voice uh, 
to the table. Um, Walter brought that uh, spouse who really isn't into Disney uh, edge uh, into into the show that uh, so many of our listeners have the spouses that go along and Walter's kind of experienced virtually everything there is to experience in the Disney universe and slowly he's become you know he, he's really gained an appreciation for it and he brings that 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 perspective to it without being jaded and eye-rolling about it he looks to find the best in it and to find things that he can enjoy and I know so many listeners have said to me that things that he's talked about and, and things that he's reacted to positively have really helped them in planning their vacations with well I think a lot I was like a lot of people who only thought it was <clears throat> the magic kingdom and since I didn't have kids or anything like that I was like, you know, I wasn't that interested, but there's so much to enjoy about Disney. And when you start seeing all the different things you can do, uh, it really is an amazing product. And there's something that for everyone. So if you look, you'll find something that you will enjoy. And, you know, prior to doing, having those experiences with Walter, if you had asked me, you know, where was nature in the Disney universe? I would, would have told you it doesn't exist. But, you know, we found it. We found it at Fort Wilderness. We found it in fishing excursions. We found it in the American Southwest. We found it in all these different places that, you know, Walter loves to experience. We found it in Alaska. Um, things that I never would have looked at or thought of that have become, you know, it's, it's opened my eyes to some of that stuff. So Walter's brought that, that, that perspective to the show. Of course, Dustin, uh, you wouldn't be watching this uh, right now if it weren't for Dustin. Uh, Dustin envisioned the setup that we are using for this, and uh, a week after he started working for us. And yeah, I said to him, at some point, I want to bring the show video. A week later, he had this almost creepy mock-up of the studio <laughs> that he did. I'm sorry about the Sims. <laughs> that he did in The Sims. <laughs> And that is creepy. <laughs> it was. Oh, yeah. But you know what? It was incredible. Detail, it was the detail amazing. that he put into it his first week on the job. <laughs> and a month later, we began purchasing the equipment that now makes up what you're watching. Right. And, uh, you know, he brought, he's brought an amazing passion for video, as is evidenced by our YouTube channel and what you're watching now. And as someone who's listened to the show from the very beginning, he's brought a great passion uh, for the show. Uh, that has helped us uh, really kind of develop and change a lot of what we're doing and made the show so much better. And, of course, he's a huge Disney fan, although he's a huge Disney fan that apparently hasn't done anything. Because every time we go anyplace, it's, I've never done this before. I'm like, okay, really? You've been at Disney once or twice, right? But, uh, no, he, he's, he's added so much to the team, and we're thrilled to have him with us and Thanks. so thankful for the amount of work and effort he's put into creating what we're doing right now. Uh, last but certainly not least, Sean Thompson. Uh, Sean is the most recent member of the team. Sean came on board during Podcast Cruise 3.0. Uh, Sean was hired, and Sean was hired to work side-by-side -side with Corey Martin as our assistant webmaster, and he's been really contributing so much to the site and helping Corey out and helping develop uh, new things. Now, something Sean has been working on for quite a while, since actually since he started, was the first project I assigned to him, is the second thing that we have to announce uh, today, the second new thing that we have to announce today. On February 6th, when the video version of the Diz Unplugged goes live, so will the new mobile version of the Diz. 
and what we have is nothing short of fantastic. I'm so excited about this. What we're taking a look at here is the new homepage, which is uh, an all-new layout, and it's specifically designed for mobile devices. And before you guys ask me, yes, it is good with all smartphones, not just with the iPhone. And no, there is nothing to download or buy if you just go to www.info.com on February 6th. This is what you will see. It's a great, it's a great touch-friendly interface. Uh, you'll see that we have uh, video integration here, photo integration, uh, some of the dynamic information that you'll find on the Diz, like uh, current park hours, and of course social media integration, which is where you can find all the latest news and everything being posted onto our Facebook page. The new menu system, the slide-out menu system, I absolutely love the way he did this. Uh, it makes it very, very easy to navigate around the site. You'll have full search capabilities of all the information on the Diz, as well as things like park hours, park maps, restaurant menus, and of course, we can never forget about our theme parks. And we have a nice, clean design to showcase all this information, and again, with more photo and video integration, as well as information on individual attractions. For example, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, you can come here, Get some information on it, see what its status is, if it's open or if it's in rehab, height requirements, what the length of the ride is, and whether or not FastPass is available. Plus, if we, you know, whatever photo galleries we have associated with a particular attraction or theme park, whatever videos we have associated, will be available here as well. And uh, let's say that you want to find uh, one of the menus uh, in the, uh, for Casey's Corner, for example, in the Magic Kingdom. Just click on that, and all the information available in the dis uh, dining. The Diz Dining Database, gotta get used to saying that, all right here for you, updated dynamically as it's updated on the Diz. The other thing that uh, I'm really excited about, too, one of the most popular areas of the Diz, the park maps. Uh, all of them available here. You'll be able to find all the different theme park maps, clickable, expandable, and easily navigated with this great little interface that uh, Sean has has put together, and uh, this is uh, this feels to me much the same way it did when I first started the Diz back in the back in the day. Uh, this feels to me like a new version of my site, uh, a reimagined version of my site for a new age. And let's face it, that you know so much traffic now is going mobile, and uh, this is a new version of the Diz that you've created, uh, Sean, and I think you should be really proud of the work you've done on this. Thanks, I'm Pete. Really, really excited about it. You really see Sean's talents come out here, because when I handed him this assignment, I said, you know, I just want a mobile version of the Diz, and kind of, I guess, I'm, I'm getting to know my age, because I thought about it one way, just kind of a very one-dimensional version uh, of the site, and when Sean came back to me with his first set of proposals, it was completely beyond anything I had imagined. And uh, that's the great part about hiring young guys uh, uh, to come into the uh, to come into the uh, uh, the operation. And they've added so much. Sean, you've added so much to this. You've done a great job on this. Thanks. I'm very excited. And uh, so am I. So am I. Very, very excited. As I said, the mobile version of the Diz will be available February 6th. Nothing to download. Nothing to buy. Just visit www.wdwinfo.com. Check out all of Sean's great work. And with that, please help me welcome to the stage, Kathy Whirling.
Teresa Atlas. Walter Atlas. John Thompson. And your host for this segment, Dustin West. Take it away, Dustin. Oh, this is wow. <laughs> oh, this is wow. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the uh, second part of our show here, the Diz Unplugged live uh, taping here in the Buena Vista Theater aboard the beautiful Disney fantasy ship. Um, we hope you enjoyed that announcement of the mobile Diz, the mobile version. Uh, very good work, Sean. And, uh, Thank you. We also hope you enjoyed, obviously, the announcement of the video version of our show. I know me and Pete and the whole team have been working really hard on that. Um, so welcome back. We do have some housekeeping, I think, we want to start off with here in the second portion of the site. So uh, anybody have housekeeping? Teresa and I do. We just wanted to thank everybody that donated for the flatties. You can see them all out here in front. We ended up with 76 that cruised with us? Well, we started with 76, and we ended up with 80. I don't know where the extra yeah. flatties came from. They multiplied. <laughs> but uh, we also wanted to give a total. The flatties um, coming on the cruise raised $2,000. Wow. Uh, also, two of our meets were also fundraisers. Bingo raised $330. Wow. And Bunko brought in 150 for a grand total of almost 2,500. So wow. pretty cool, huh? Wow, very good, very good. Our our flatty um, flatty vacations for Give Kids the World uh, we're over 7,000 now total. So we're pretty proud of that. What was your original goal for that? Our original goal is 10,000, but it's we didn't have an end date, so it's kind of an ongoing. Right, it doesn't have to end with the podcast. No, 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 we have Keep flatties that are going um, to Walt Disney World. We have flatties that are going to different places. And in fact, um, Flatty John <laughs> plummeted to their death. Flatty John and Flatty Pete are out running the 5K right now. Oh wow! So, <laughs> so we're having a lot of fun with that. So well, I want to thank everybody. Very good, very good, Sean. I do have some housekeeping. Uh, John's a horrible person and forgot to thank Kathleen. <laughs> oh my God. I just wanted to say that uh, she's been working very hard, and she's a big part of putting this all together. So thank you, Kathleen. Very good. That's a horrible person. Way to throw your bus under the bus. <laughs> boss under the bus. Wow. <laughs> well, very good. So um, I guess we also have some things we want to talk about uh, with this podcast crews in general we've had a lot of fun hanging out with all you guys and uh, I think we all have some oh oh my god it only happened happened once we got up here yeah wow yes it did so just want to share any funny stories or good experiences or anything like that we want to talk about with this cruise um, we'll start with Walter? Yes. I had an incredible uh, adventure this time. I got to go down the aqueduct with my buddy Skip Potter. And you were talking about, you know, all our listeners and getting to see people. They just couldn't see me because of my hair, I guess. I uh, 
for 20 years off and on, I'd have a flat top. And so when I showed up from G.I. Joe to Hippy Dippy, nobody <laughs> knew who I was. I'm walking by people and you can just, there's no recognition. <laughs> I'm just yeah. walking by, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the invisible man. So it's just really strange. And people would come up, if I ever started talking, it's like, I hear Walter. <laughs> Some weird guy walked by, but it's Do Walter's you see voice. Him? <laughs> yeah, so that was very, very strange to have so many people not recognize. I walked those. past you twice, and I've been looking at you for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the other thing is, if you come on the ship and there is no ATM, of course, if you bring a black check, you can go to guest services and you can get cash that way. Yeah, really? we found that out. Yeah. So bring a blank check with you so you can have a cash backup. Yes, since there's no ATM, that's way to get no idea you can do. Mm-hmm. Two hundred. They told me yesterday. Yeah. What, the limit for that? Yeah. $200? That's what I was told yesterday when I went to... Wow, okay. Huh. That's a little different there, but... Well, that's a good tip. Yeah, it's a way to get cash. I did not know that. <laughs> Very good. Teresa? All right. My rapid fire... I'm going to start with my funny story. And that's sitting right down here in front. One of our <laughs> funny stories. Kathy kind of had to go together. Um, the people we're sitting with at dinner are Mark, Stephanie... And Zach. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> best. I'm sorry if I've sat with any of you others in the past, but best table mate ever. Yes. Yes. And one night, I don't remember which night it was, um, Mark wasn't happy with the food for whatever reason. With the appetizers. With the appetizers. I think he had about six or seven before the night was over. We call him Mr. Appetizer now. And he still wasn't happy with any of them, but it was fun watching him, you know, overeat eat a little bit of everything i think <laughs> and uh it was right and zach went from quiet not speaking and this is the cool thing about a long cruise because stella was at the table too both of them started out not talking a whole lot and by last night zach was making faces that i'd only seen my children make. <laughs> you know when your kids are comfortable with you and and so he was he was a pretty cool little kid and we had we all had a lobster experience last night it was like spiritual it was one of those things I w- always wanted to cross off my list on a cruise, so we all enjoyed lobster together. And yeah. our other good story was cabanas. You want to tell about that? We went, um, was that Monday night? It was formal night. It was formal night. That's another one of those things I wanted to cross off on my list. And we went up to cabanas for dinner, and it, it was a sit-down. And we had the most awesome servers. Um, Teresa embarrassed them at the beginning and then they couldn't do enough for us well the first thing he said when we came up was he'd just gotten his hair cut which I thought was an odd thing for, for you know like I'd seen him with his hair the other way I hadn't but, oh and his name was Yoga and he introduced yeah, he himself came up, like, he says, my I'm Yoga, yoga. Yeah. and he, did you meet Yoga I mean he was so adorable and so he, he's not Valentine but he was cute <laughs> and they did the other they did a magic trick and I was so embarrassed for them it was he, he took a toothpick and put it in a napkin and then he had was it, I think it was Katie you and I break it we broke it into little pieces within the napkin and he had everybody blow on it and then he did this and the, na- and the toothpick fell out in little pieces and I'm going <laughs> wow <laughs> this was awesome and he had walked away so embarrassed but it was the highlight for me to see his look the look on his face 
because it didn't work. And he, he blamed, tried to blame it on Stella because she wouldn't blow on the napkin, but no. <laughs> what, if, what I don't understand is the bizarre trend with some of the servers on the ship who are aspiring magicians. Mm-hmm. Oh, I expect, I want, don't you want little, them to do little tricks for you and stuff? When, when I was on the fantasy a couple months ago, I had uh, this one guy, um, and he was our assistant server, and he, he was actually really good mm-hmm. uh, at the magic tricks, but his catchphrase was, bada-bing, bada-boom. <laughs> <laughs> and like with every move he made he'd pull out a card choose a card choose a card bada bing bada boom it's like it, it's kind of wearing off you know that's supposed to be the punchline of the the, uh, the magic trick but yeah I, l- I liked it when it went it didn't go well we all had it. It, it, we laughed so much at that table it was it was fun and Teresa and I got the chance to go to hell how many of you who went, went to, to hell, hell while you were here? Who went to hell and back? But it was yes. actually hotter at the turtle farm than it was at hell, I thought. Yes, I went to hell and back, and I got the T-shirt. Yeah. And it wasn't as big and big as I thought it was going to no, be. No, it was... We were there but 15 minutes. But I did see some, pe- some of my friends that were there yes. before me to greet me. John and Linda were there before to mm-hmm. greet me when I got to hell. So, so it was, was nice to know we knew friends in hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, more okay. more flies are falling. Are they dropping to their up. death? They're getting They're tired. dropping like flies. It's the, ho- it's the lights that, that drying up their little stickums. <laughs> so um, my rapid fire is actually something that I stumbled across um, by going to the show every night. Um, the first, I always sit in the side seats because we always get there late, which totally upsets Grace every time because we always have to sit in the side. So I sat comfortably, no problem. The second night we went to the show, which I really didn't care for that show. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, so Grace had got us seats down front. And I went to sit down in the seat, and my butt would hardly fit between the two arms. And I'm thinking, holy crap, did I eat that much the night before? (laughs) Well, then, the next day, Bill, raise your hand, Bill. He tells me, him and his mom show up, and they have a tape measure, which I have here. And they're measuring seats. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, the seats aren't all the same size. Well, I was relieved at first because then I knew, you know, my butt hadn't grown that much. So then we started measuring them. There is a four-inch discrepancy. The seats down front are only 16 inches between the arms. And as you go out to the sides, it can go up to as much as 20 inches. So, and it's bizarre. And it's, there's no random pattern for it. I don't know what it is. And it's the same in here. The seats down front are narrower than the seats on the sides and the back. So how long did you spend going around measuring I every spent. single seat? You did a lot of research, I'll put it up. I borrowed Bill's tape measure. And we I, could put that on the Diz, right? Yeah, yeah. just map out each seat mm-hmm. in the theater. That's right. There you go. <laughs> because I was on, I, at first I thought sitting in the middle I was uncomfortable because of the people around me. But no, it was because the seat was incredibly tiny. And only made for little tiny people that can get within 16 inches. So, hmm. you know, I thought this was a cool thing. Oh, yeah, Pete's down here. <laughs> they darn rest you go up. But then you got to actually, you know, thigh to thigh with someone you might not know. And, you know, that kind of thing. So, anyway, that was my big find this time. Cool. Kathy, did you have anything to add to that? Or are you guys kind of a shared experience? Well, or? we're a shared experience. And then I have a, a rapid fire or my little tip for the cruise. Sure. That if you've listened, my daughter's always very excited about hearing the um, the horns. They refer to them in the, the navigator as a whistle. I never really thought of it as a whistle. But anyway, on the at sea days and here at Castaway, they will at 12 o'clock every day play the different horns, whistles, whatever in it's when you wish upon a star 
And it also, you know, answers the second line with makes no difference who you are. So the, um, the dream and the fantasy can do that. The wonder and the magic can't do the second line. And they also have Yoho, and I wrote these down because I'm going to forget them. It's a pirate's life for me. It's a small world. Be our guest. Hi Diddly D, an actor's life for me, and being the person on the cruise that hasn't seen Disney movies, I didn't know they said an actor's life for me. I don't know what I thought they said, but it wasn't an actor's life. Okay. Speaking of this, up until this cruise, she had never seen Beauty and the Beast. What? (gasps) She had never seen Cinderella all the way through. Oh my goodness. We went through... I don't know how many Disney movies, and her and Katie had not seen these movies. I was just in shock. But I was telling her that since now that you know they b- built the Be Our Guest in Magic Kingdom, and it's so beautiful, and they're like, I know there's more to this story, but I've never seen the movie. So having watched the movie, it, within the first five minutes, Katie and I went like, oh my goodness, it all makes sense now. So, well, yeah. Disney likes to put a little backstory in a thing. Well, I, well, see, that's the thing. For all the, you know, like the Lion King and all that, I'm like, Disney does a great job at creating a story, but I didn't it's realize... It's a movie, though. But see, I didn't realize how close... It went. Yeah. So I've watched several Disney movies now, so I'm not a Disney movie Well, we movie went through version. the whole list that, that Grace and I could think of, and she, no, 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 I haven't seen that, no. Oh, I saw part of that, and I'm like, <laughs> it just yes. threw me, because that's the way I started with Disney was the movies, and you know, so. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Mr. Sean Thompson. All of my stories involve drinking too much in Skyline. <laughs> so they have this drink there and they have a drink for every uh, city that you go to so like um, the one in London there's one called the Perfection and I swear it's just nail polish remover with a tea bag in it <laughs> and so they bring you this martini glass with a drink in it and it's got this tea bag sticking out and you're supposed to steep it in your cocktail I don't did you? Know. yeah Was I did good? and the pink stuff comes out it's like tea and they bring so you this tiny like... little square plate to put the tea bag on it did it smell <clears> like nail polish? It was the strongest drink I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. It was just vodka, I think. You had six of them, right? Yeah. And then I... I have to get him back to... He gave me a ride back to my room. Skip ride. Oh, wow. Wow. That's so sad. It is kind of sad. Um, but they did this cool thing there where it's called... Um, the Skyline drink around the world and so for 59 bucks you can get a booklet of 11 drinks and so you like prepay for them and you end up getting a pretty good deal because I think you get like three for free and you get a stamp and then you get to bring home this passport book do you drink them all in one night or I didn't do it but I, th- I assume you do it in the beginning of your cruise and then oh okay so it's it not a one night thing you can... no I, okay. I don't think you're supposed okay. to drink 11 in one night <laughs> okay that worried me yeah okay cool and uh, for my funny story, I guess. I spent a lot of time, uh, me and Pete have been up at Cove and that adult area, um, spent a lot of time up there. So I enjoy seeing all the kind of eccentric characters that make their way into that adult area. Um, and there's quite a few, and I'm not going to point anybody out or, or name anybody. And I don't, <laughs> and I honestly don't think it's any of you, uh, but there is... Uh, no, it is. There's a few. I... I <laughs> <laughs> I, I have found my uh, my new favorite person, and his name is Shortsman, and he likes to hang out at uh, the uh, the adult 
the adult uh, pool, and I think he shorts man. Shorts man. He Are wears, they short? He wears short shorts. Are they blue? And and he has a photographer following him around, oh, and wow. he's kind of a exhibitionist, I guess. He's, Is he nice to look at? Uh, no. I guess. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> hey, my he's a character, though. Um, so uh, I hope that's none of you. <laughs> it's John. It is John. <laughs> but if, if you want to see some interesting characters or make new friends, uh, head up to the adult area. Um, my rapid fire, um, for those of you like us that went to Costa Maya and didn't actually do an excursion or a port adventure, you might have realized that there's not a lot to do Mm-mm. at that port. It's Costa kind of... Maya, that was the little colorful... Right, you walk or through the little, little colorful pyramid and there's senior frogs there and, and all that. Um, now, we didn't do it this time, but I have taken excursions over just down the street past this lighthouse. There's a beautiful beach town, and some of you may have taken excursions over there. They have massage tables. They have lots of little cute restaurants and um, lots of bars and stuff like that. And it's a really quiet, relaxing place. You can't really walk there. You probably have to take a cab. But if you ever go on a Western Caribbean again and you're not a big fan of Costa Maya, Take a cab over there. I don't know the name of it. Um, how's that? Tropicante is the name of it. And it's... Oh, that's the bar. Oh, that's all she knows. Thanks, Mary Jo. Mahawal? Okay. There we go. It's beautiful. And, and little Mexican dogs will chase you. And it's... Yeah. And it's fun. So... Very good. Did anybody else hold the baby lions in Costamaya? Was I the only one that did that? The baby lion? Yeah. They had two little baby lions. And for a dollar amount, you could hold them. But I wanted to know where their mom was. Their mom abandoned them. If you go up, you got the story. She had eight cubs, and she abandoned these two. Or the guy got rid of the mother and took the babies. I don't know. Either way, I held one. I think that's more likely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, Very good. So... The next thing we want to do now that we've talked about our rapid fires is we want to move on to our favorite things of the year. (laughs) There's some confusion. Is that wrong? (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to uh, talk a little bit about what the favorite things are. I mean, every year, it's, uh, it's one of our end-of-year podcast traditions. Uh, the team talks about their favorite things uh, throughout this year. And um, we have every one of your names in this little bucket here. And if your name is called, when we mention our favorite thing, you then thing. you will receive a favorite thing. The thing. If you are present in the room... <laughs> If we call your name, you do need to be present in the room. And uh, we will contact you next week when we get back with the info, and we'll get all your information and get the uh, prizes out to you. Um, and, of course, Dreams Unlimited travel employees are not eligible. Aww. Aww. Um, but we're going to do our favorite things up here on the table, and then after that we'll invite the original podcast team to uh, come up. We have a microphone over there, and we will do their favorite things. Let's so, speak briefly. Okay. who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay, Sean? Um, so, I listen to a lot of music when I'm working, pretty much all day. And uh, there's this online service that I use called Ardeo. So, it's basically just radio without an A. Um, it's kind of similar to Spotify, but you make playlists, and you can listen to streaming music wherever on your phone. You can even... Uh, 
upload music to your phone and then listen to it offline. So it's a really good service. So that is my favorite thing. So the prize would be a one-year subscription to RDL. Very cool. Yay. We ready? We can draw an A. Drum roll, please. A one-year subscription to RDO? Yeah, RDO. to... Roz. Yes. Roz is here. There she is. Yay. Yay. Very cool. Congratulations. I'm just going to write Sean's thing. On yeah. The <laughs> Walter? Okay. <laughs> I like music also, so my favorite thing is the jam box, um, the portable music player. The right. um, it's a little yeah, it's a speaker, thing. a little speaker. Yeah, yeah. you can. It's Bluetooth. Bluetooth. It's cool. Yeah, it really yeah. blows the music out. So you can you, yeah, you can play cool. music from your uh, phone from your iPad and set it anywhere you want. I think it's great. So that's it's my cool. favorite thing. All right. Very cool. Going so in the box. A jam box. Not looking because I can see all the names. I'll look this way. <laughs> This goes to, wow, Marco? Ma- Mazico? Marco M? Are you here? Marco. Marco. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, Marco's not here. All right, here. Marco. No, nothing Just for you. Just scratching it off. All right, off. scratch him off. Okay. Sorry, Marco. Oh, man, Yvette, really? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. All right. You get Walter's thing. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Oh, mine's real cool. Okay. For some of you, you might like it. Okay. My favorite thing this year, it only comes in certain months, certain times of the year because they won't do a whole season long enough, is the first three seasons of Walking Dead. <laughs> Yay. And your name's not in here. Okay. <laughs> on DVD. Oh, it's awesome. The governor got glass in his eye on the last episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You guys didn't hear that. Gene, a spoiler. Jean Marana? 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 Jean? Jean, you here? Oh. She's not here. She's, She's not, not here. here. Man, Jean, sorry. Sorry. You missed out on that lucky one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Second shot at The Walking Dead goes to... Goes to Wallace. Wallace Coppola. Coppola. You here? No. Dang. Oh, man. Darn. Um, you're going to get sunburned. Oh, we're just going to keep going through these things. <laughs> yeah, really. Dude, nobody wants it. What's the deal? Dave Clawson. There he is. <laughs> you're getting Congratulations. <laughs> no one wants it, but you get it. So. Oh, thank God we pulled a name. You thought, got it. I thought one would never come up. Really? Okay. And not... I can do mine now. You do yours now, yeah. I will do mine now. My favorite thing is, as you can see, we've been getting a lot of video equipment and a lot of all this kind of stuff, um, putting together the video show and all that. And I have been going to Best Buy a lot. And as Pete said earlier, we go in for one thing and we end up with a $2,000 camera. Or... <laughs> So I've just been spending a lot of time at Best Buy. So my favorite thing... What's that? (laughs) I've been spending a mediocre amount of time at Best Buy within your price range. (laughs) 
Speaking of which, um, so I want to give away a Best Buy gift card for, I don't know, $200. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. And who gets that? I don't like that one. Thank you. <laughs> oh, what if that was yours? Jessica Doro. Doro? Oh. Oh. Congratulations. Yay. She's going Christmas shopping. Yeah. Very cool. Dustin's thing. Okay. Dustin's thing. Is that really what you're... Yeah, that's what yes, she's right now. <laughs> All right, and Kathy? Okay. If you know me and you've been on Facebook, you know that my... You know, it's not going to come as a surprise. It's a Keurig. Um, I want to get as many people drinking those K-cups as possible. So hopefully... You know, you'll enjoy it as much as I do. And then join us on Facebook for the discussion. Right. This is cool. I feel like... This is going to be a life changer, people. <laughs> life changer. It really is. Life changing moment. You'll be drinking coffee and having to buy those stinking little square cup of things. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Pronounce that one. Bradeus. Michael Brady's. Mike, Michael. No. B-R-A-D-E-I-S-E. Read that for me. Is he here? Michael? Michael? Mm, no. no. Michael? Penny. Penny. Okay. No. I'm going to dig down here in the bottom. Hush, Bill. It's my job. Pete told me how to do this. <laughs> Kenneth. Come on. Give Why me a Smith. Give me a Jones. Kenneth <laughs> Agostini? Kenneth? Not, no, here. not here. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. I'm going to keep these little things and hunt them out on the beach. <laughs> Look what you could have won. Look what you could have won. Oh, dropped one. Oh, did I throw one out? Throw back in there. Sean Fretch. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> nobody wants this carrot. Keep I'm going. I'm going. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going so fast. Quickly, if possible. Okay, Scott Wolf. There you go. There we go. Got a carrot. Congratulations. Very good. Well, that does it for our favorite things. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. I get to have a second favorite. She thing. has a second favorite thing, and this is and this is purely personal. Um, this is for my daughter that's here today. Um, she's actually graduating from college, and we wanted to have a little ceremony for her here on the ship. Mm-hmm. I have never pulled off a surprise in my life, but I did today. And you may have seen us up on, on deck. We've taken pictures of Katie in her gown all over the ship. It's a perfect place if you need nice photos. The guy in the shorts is saying. <laughs> wow. I can't. And we also have a magical moment for you. Oh, I'm Love you. 
Did I do that right? Hey, congratulations. Very cool. <laughs> we were in your room going through your things this morning. <laughs> or Grace was. <laughs> Very cool. All right, so now we're going to ask our original team to come on up. Should be able to bring that microphone over to the center, and they're going to do their favorite things. I feel like Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> All right, let's see. How about Julie? Why, don't, why doesn't Julie go for us with her favorite things? Okay. Um, my favorite thing is our favorite um, artist that is always at the Festival of the Masters. His name, well, their names are Jim and Tori Mullen. They design um, jewelry and they also carve songbirds. All of their pieces incorporate um, antique things that they find. Pieces from antique watches or maybe it's um, a set of opera glasses, um, all sorts of different things. Um, Jim actually discovered his passion for this when he was a teenager, and his first show was in 1980. He met Tori in 1985 at a joint show, and she had grown up with a father who collected antique watches and was a jeweler. And when they discovered their passion for these things and that they shared this passion, um, they got married. And now they do it as a team. So I'm going to give away a piece of jewelry. Um, it can be a necklace or earrings. I actually have some that I was supposed to wear today, and I forgot. <laughs> so I will have it on this evening. So whoever wins this, Carol Merrill, find me. <laughs> You'll be able to take a look at it, but they're really unique and awesome pieces, and I'm really excited for someone else to have a piece of what we have. So Very who's going to cool. win it? Let's go right here. Not that one? Okay. All right, Valerie Berkowitz. Yay! 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 I was really hoping that it would be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> or someone who enjoyed fine jewelry. Okay. John? Oh, correct. All right, I'm such a nerd. Um, my favorite thing this year has been this iPhone battery pack. I tell you, I got this before I went to Mardi Gras uh, to save my life because I didn't want to be walking around New Orleans with a dead phone. So I am always, always, always on my phone. <laughs> Even if I have no internet, I'm still always on my phone. So this battery pack is incredible. It's, it'll give you anywhere from seven to 14 hours in addition to your phone. It's, it really is something, especially if you're in the parks all day, you don't have to worry about your phone dying. I have, I use it all the time. So I am giving away this iPhone battery pack, mine, right here. I'm taking it off my phone. It <laughs> um, if you don't have, if you win this and you don't have an iPhone, they make other battery packs for whatever device you have. So we'll just work that out. So hopefully an iPhone person wins it. All right. Tessa Anderson. Whoa. Does she, oh, she's not here. She's, she's a kid. Oh. <laughs> I will hunt her down on the beach. Okay. Man, the, 
Dustin Moorhead. There he is. There you go. Yay. Kevin. Okay, first of all, I have my favorite things with me, so you actually get to take it home with you. By now, you've all realized that I have a penchant for expensive luggage. (laughs) And this was uh, aided by my friend Heather Weil up in back, who, when we got to Venice, we went to Italy in May. And when we were in Venice, Heather told me about a place that I had to go see. So we all followed Heather across Venice. I mean, across Venice. And we walked in a row and got to the store, and the store was closed. (laughs) So we went back a second day. And the store was closed. We actually finally found one. And I apologize. I did not bring, if you go see Heather, she has one with her. But these are called malafette bags, which means misdeeds. And what happens is they take down the advertising posters that they hang in Venice. And they make backpacks and uh, messenger bags and things like that out of them. And it's made by prisoners. So that's why it's called misdeeds. Now... I could not find a way to get a misdeeds bag here from Italy. They don't have a website that you can order from. But after doing some research, I found a place in Barcelona, which does make them. And it's called Vejo. And I actually have a website with me if you're not one of the winners and you're interested. But the cool thing about Vejo is they put on their website the banners that are available to be made. And you get to take the templates and put them where you want them. So the bags, I have four of them that are actually designed by me. Wow. That's cool. All right. Four, you have four of them? I, well, actually, I have five things, but I have four of these. Okay. The first one, I thought the rooster was kind of cool. So we have... Oh. <laughs> well, I have a website for you. So, yeah, you want to come be Carol Merrill? So this one I'm pulling out now is for the rooster bag? For the rooster bag. All right. Rooster thing. Maybe a farming type girl will like this one, huh? It's cute. cute. All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, I dropped that one. Oh. Jennifer. I know her last name's not George. How do you pronounce that? Gooch. Gooch. Are you here? Jennifer. There she is. Yay. 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 These are great. They're really lightweight, they're waterproof, and they're green. Kevin's rooster bag. Okay. The next one I have uh, has an elephant. They're getting them nailed soon. I want to ride it? Okay, cool. The next one I have is for a zoo. Uh, It was a zoo banner in Barcelona, and it has animals all over it. Ooh. And Barcelona's. All right, here we go. Huh? Okay. Who do we have? Christian Fend. Who is it? Christian, Christian Fend. Fend. No. Nope. 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 Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no. Philip Allen. Who's it? Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> the next one. I have I wow. thought was really cool because it has actual faces on it that and it's nice. kind of a gray bag. Wow. Again, these are all I placed all the templates and picked them out and gray face bag. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Is that a <laughs> Tom Owinsky. 
Osinski. No. Tom Osinski. Tom Osinski. Carol Merrill's going to run it up the aisle. Okay, the last one of these I had, there's a lot of runners. So I'm hoping this wow. goes to a runner. And That's these, really cool. This is a Barcelona running bag. Wow. Nice. Cool. It's like, um, oh, yeah. Dude, that's an awesome bag. And Patricia Canamori is going to get it. Is she here? Patricia. Patricia. Yay. And finally, again, I have to give credit to Heather. We were walking around the Food and Wine Festival, and Heather says, you remember those bags we bought in Venice? And I said, yes. She said, did you know they make, this year, they make bags out of last year's bags? And it's my understanding that they sell out immediately. Well, I happened to find one. And it seems that everybody I've shown this bag to, they tell me this is the perfect bag. Because what happens is when they cut these uh, flags and banners up, you never know what kind of the banner you're going to get. So I purchased one at the Food and Wine Festival this year, and they tell me it's absolutely perfect. On the front it says Epcot's Food and Wine. Wow. And if you open it up, you get the full advertising. Oh, we can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) People actually model it for you. Will you? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I should have asked first, huh? Oh, oh, oh. And so, Ethan Hatfield. Are you here, Ethan? Ethan. No. Too bad. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to go on this amazing... Oh, it's cool. It is cool. That is nice. Yeah. That's wow. very nice. Who gets it? Sam Sunderly. Before I give up the microphone, I have to say thank you, Heather, for the inspiration. (laughs) All right. John and I have a joint favorite thing. Why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead? Our favorite thing was actually an experience we had this year, and uh, was our last Backstage Magic that we took, and Kevin explained a little bit about this in his Adventures by Disney presentation, but we had gone to Imagineering for the day, and they split us up into two two groups. And one group got to see one cool thing, that I'm not gonna tell you what it is, and the other group got to see another cool thing, that I'm not gonna tell you what it is. But as these groups passed each other by on the sidewalk, there was much competition. Our thing is cool, wait till you see, our thing is awesome, no, our thing is better. And it, for some reason, this really struck me. Like, we had seen such great stuff, and we had such a great experience. <clears throat> so, do you want to tell them what we're giving away? Someone is going to join us. Right? Or a separate one. Or a separate one. You can join us on the June Backstage Magic trip. <laughs> Two adults. Now, if you can't make the June trip, we'll send John another one. But you're going to go see the backstage. You're going to go experience the backstage magic trip that we have been talking about for years that a number of people in this room right now have already done that can tell you how incredible the experience is. If you is. Did the backstage magic trip, would you stand up? 
Look at this. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Wow. There's a bunch of them. Yep. So Am I lying? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's see who's going to win okay. a backstage pressure, magic trip. It's pressure. All right, we ready? Crystal Henderson. That's what you get for not showing up for my show. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Is that it? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let's see, let's see who's next. <laughs> okay. okay. You got a good one? I got a good one. I can tell. Hope I can read the last name. Leah DeBoos, DeBoss. Wow. There you go. Cool. Congratulations, Leah. Yay. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my world. I give away these trips. This happened when I told Dustin he was going to London. London and Paris with us? Oh, okay. <laughs> I just gave you a trip. <laughs> Can I get some affect here? Some reaction? Anything? Jump, scream. Like, oh, like the price okay. is right. Make believe I'm Bob Barker. Attack me. <laughs> Congratulations, Leah. Thank you, everybody. Our next show, our next show will go up January 3rd. We're taking our usual winter break. We'll be back with you again next time, January 3rd, with the next edition of the Disney Plug. Thanks, everybody. It's been a great cruise. Have a great one.